This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williams, and you stopped by for a good one. Got uh, author Priscilla Goins on the show, friend of the show. She was on before. Uh, we have a lot of fun during this chat, so I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, we talk writing, and we also talk um, baby names, but it's it's funnier than it sounds. And then at the end, uh, stick around to the end, because I'm going to tack on uh, uh, like a blooper, because we were recording, and um, Dean Blundell kind of fucked it up for me, um, and, uh, and thankfully I was recording at that point as well, so we were about five minutes into our conversation when uh, Dean popped in, so whoops, <laughs> I'll, I'll tag that on in the end, um, what I would ask is uh, if you're listening to this or watching this, hit subscribe, there's probably a subscribe or follow button, subscribe, listen, share, tell a friend. Um, tell an enemy. I don't give a damn. Let's enjoy the show, shall we? Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Hello, everyone. I am that nerd dad, Joel Williamson. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I have got my special guest today, Priscilla Goins. You may remember Priscilla as uh, an author who came couple months ago uh to promote her short story spoons which was part of an anthology and today she is back to promote her novella an excellent read early bird special an oak grove story uh lovely little title there uh so priscilla thanks for coming back okay. i didn't scare you away uh and and tell us about early bird special okay uh <laughs> For Sorry, the second no. time. She's laughing because this is the second time we've had to do this. We had a little recording hiccup. I'll tag that in at the end as a blooper so you know why this is funny. It seems like we're just making it over again. But go ahead, Priscilla. Yeah, sorry. It was really awkward now to say the same thing. Just do it again. Uh, okay, great. So want to start off by saying it's a novella, um, which means it's too long to be a short story and too short to be a novel. So I like to call it that sweet spot where traditional publishers don't want anything to do with it. Um, but it's still a, it's a sweet story, and it's a, a love story, and what makes it different is that it's set in a retirement community. So you're not just watching 20-somethings fall in love, um, because I'm personally over that. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, we've been there, done that. So you're getting to see people later on in their life um, fall in love and, and what their relationship with their family is and what their friendships are and just a general sense of community. So it's a, it's a cozy little love story. Um, I think it's a feel good, fast paced, sweet, um, romantic comedy. It is. It's sweet. Um, and I, I will say that, uh, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to be one of the, I don't like the word beta, but Why? I, I, because it's associated with being like an alpha in a beta. Um, even though that word has kind of been bastardized, uh, but, Anyways, I was a beta tester, beta reader. What do we call it? Beta, beta reader. Yeah. Beta reader. I was a beta reader, um, and I love this thing. 
it, it was it, very, um, as you said, sweet. And I, I referred to it as sweet as a hug from your grandmother. And I didn't do that just because it's set in an old folks home. It just makes you feel good. Um, the dialogue is very witty. And I felt like even though it's a novella, I was able to know these characters. And I, I, I had a vested interest um, in the relationship. So what I, I'm always curious as to how the idea started. Where did it, where, where was the inception moment for this, for this story? Sure. So I'm not really sure where the idea came from other than I really love golden girl. Golden girl. <laughs> I love golden girls. Okay. I grew yeah. up watching that. So, you know, I love that dynamic. Um, and I really started writing this story because I've got this novel that I've been working on for like six years. And at this point it's like my opus. And I needed a break from that, you know, like I needed to be like, I can't keep writing this dystopian, political, great big story that I'm probably never going to finish. I need a break before I go crazy. So I was like, let's just write something fun and lighthearted, um, something that's kind of like a Hallmark movie and let's put it in a retirement community. And when I started writing it, I thought, oh, this will be a short story, but it just went on too long. Yep. Um, and so then I was like, is it a book? And then my friend was like, no, it's a novella. This was stupid. No, she didn't say that. But she told me, she was like, no, this is a novella. And then I, I quickly learned um, that was a bad idea. Novella? Um, everyone hates novellas, with all due respect. Publishers I hate them. I'm fully aware. I'm fully aware. So, um, but, like, the story's complete. I don't know if you've ever experienced this where you're reading a book and it's a good book. And you're into it, but something happens towards like the later, you know, fourth of the book where you're like, I mean, let's wrap it up. You know, you just start to feel like, what are we doing here? Like we've had the climax. I know what resolution is coming. Let's just get to it. And so I was like, well, I could, I could add fluff into this. Yep. But then I would have that situation where people are like, okay, let's move it along. Um, and I didn't feel like I could cut anything out because I think what's in there is all necessary. I don't feel like there's any, any fluff. Um, so like, I feel like the story's complete as is. So I shopped it around a little bit through the tr traditional publishing and tried to get an agent. And I either got like no response or I got, Hey, I like this, but I don't represent novellas. <laughs> uh, so then I was like, but I think it's good. And the beta readers liked it. So you know what? I've already written it. I've already done that part of it. I'm going to share it with the world. Let me just self-publish it. So um, I don't even think I answered your actual question. I'm sorry. I went total politician. <laughs> no, you did, though, because you said the the idea came from the fact that you were trying to take a break from your political opus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, I, and the funny thing is, is um, when it comes to novellas, I think a lot of people get stuck in that fluff portion because they've written this thing and they go, well, if it wants to be a novel, I got to add three chapters on backstory that no one cares about or is not necessary. Or I have to remove a whole like C storyline and that's what you're left with. And I think that's where it comes when some novels, when you're reading, when you're like, what the fuck are they doing here? I think it's, uh, I think it's, oh, they had a novella in mind, but no one wanted that. So they fluffed <laughs> it up. It's the same thing with a movie that goes three hours long. You're kind yeah. of like, eh, this could have been two. <laughs> this could have been two. Yeah. Um, 
now the the characters are are extremely relatable um they they are they are universal character everyone everyone knows a dolores mm-hmm. um any inspiration from the personal life i, I think i'm dolores okay <laughs> <laughs> I think i'm just slightly younger um Slightly. Kinda, come on yeah go ahead well Dolores says a lot of the things that people think but you don't say because it's rude mm-hmm. you know so i just remove the filter and like there's dolores and <laughs> just like has very particular you know i'm not a schemer like she is i will tell you that i don't have the yeah, you are. to be a schemer no you are she plays a long game though dolores she will set the stage for stuff to, and i i don't think i'm that patient but um, you wrote. You write books. You are a long-term gainer gamer. Okay. If you were like short, you'd be trying to make movies or some shit because it'd be instant. Like a podcast is instant. Okay. This goes Maybe. up like tomorrow because <laughs> I don't okay. have the patience to play a long game. <laughs> you might be right. I might be more Dolores than I even thought that. I yeah. Um, but also, just like I think, I'm glad that you think that they're universal characters because. All of my, anything that I write, it's very character driven. Like people are like, what's the plot? And I'm like, what is plot? I don't even know. It's like, these are, it's, it's people. It's about people. Um, so, so I did want them all to feel very familiar. And I think we all know people like all of the characters, like you said. Um, so, you know, I think it comes across very genuine. I hope it does. And I hope that people are like, yes, this makes sense. Like, I understand why this character did this thing because I know this person and this person would do exactly this thing that this you know, character did. Yeah. What, what I like about your writing style um, is I, I find it dialogue driven. It is very and, dialogue heavy. And, 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 and uh, I find that relatable. Um, and I think that's where the uh, relatability factor from the characters comes through because in your day-to-day life, communication happens through dialogue. Uh, that's how you're getting all of your information. And uh, at least the, a great majority of it, there's not a narrator telling you what's going on you kind of have to make these inferences from what's being said or what's not being said and a dialogue driven story gives you that real world feel so uh i'm kind of gushing over it and the reason why is because i enjoyed it um and uh and i want to see you and i want to see it be successful so um it's available on amazon.com and .ca for the five canadians that listen to this um, cause that's where I purchased my digital copy. Um, because I think the paperback was going to take like two years to get to me. It was going to take Somebody a long, like that. it's going to take a what? long ass time to get to me. Uh, <laughs> what is up with your, your mail system? I don't, understand. we still use moose. That's why <laughs> it's just, uh, just a Mountie comes over with a big bag. He says, give me all the mail for Canada. Eh? And he Have I told you that until more recently than I would like to admit, I thought, Mal- I thought Mounties really did write moose. No. <laughs> oh, you snorted. That's going to get into a clip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know where I got that idea. But the picture is so clear in my mind. Oh, sorry. You thought Mounties rode moose. Yeah, and what's Mooses? the plural? Is it Mooses? Moose eye? Mooses. Mooses. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, next topic. Your okay. your wood blanket behind you. Because this, this caught my eye during the, the pre-tape. Yeah, uh, so it, you have a wood my, chair. Yeah, it was my birthday recently. 
Happy and my birthday. best friend, she always gets me the best gifts. Oh, thank you. Uh, she always gets me the best stuff. And this is, and I think it's because I like tacos a lot. So it's um, it's a blanket, but it's shaped and it looks like a tortilla. So Classy. It's it's for when I'm not on meetings, I can snuggle up and, and be a burrito. Um, but it, the so, funny thing is, it looks like it comes across on camera like wood grain. It looks like you're sitting in some sort of a wood-ass chair. It looks like I'm very fancy. Yeah, like you're sitting in some sort of a throne, like a wooden yeah. throne. It's very fitting. Yes. Now, I, I, I will notice, um, it's a love story. You chose uh, a heart shirt, uh, very red lipstick. Are you trying to do some subliminal advertising here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was on a group chat last night asking people what I should wear, and we no, decided. No, were you really? This is yeah. not necessary for this. This is just, just this is Joe. We're good. Joe. This is the big time. Here's a here. Here's some not subliminal advertising. Buy the book. Buy the book. All right. Um, oh, did you notice the golf cart? Let me see. I'm gonna show There's it. There's a golf cart. So my no. hope is. Oh yes, there us. is. Next to an Oak Grove story. My hope is to tell other stories in the same world. Because, you know, we're in a retirement community. There are a lot of characters. I did uh, notice that it was called an Oak Grove story uh, yeah. versus just early birds special, a novella. So, yeah. okay. So you, yeah. you, this has got the juices flowing a little bit? Yeah. So, well, one thing about Dolores is she's got a nemesis named Gloria. And the only time we see Gloria in this story is through Dolores's eyes. But I've also written this same series of events from Gloria's perspective. Kind of like a so, Twilight uh, from Edward's perspective. I see what you did there. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't. I I've seen the first Twilight movie. They're books. Yeah, that's not oh. my thing. God damn it! Okay, that joke went over like a lead balloon. Okay, Gloria go ahead. It's okay. I don't, I, you don't get references. That's fine. Go ahead. Well, I don't watch that. It's not my thing. Okay. Fine. You don't like sexy vampires. That's fine. That's your that's your deal. I do. I don't like teenage. Like, they're teenagers. I'm not going to comment on that because I'm going to get myself arrested. Go ahead. Okay. 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 I don't know enough about the world, I guess. Okay. Of, of, okay. Anyway. Of Twilight, not about, like, the world in general. What was I talking about? <laughs> You're talking oh, yeah. about other... Oak Grove stories. Yeah, so there'll be other stories and, and the golf cart is, you know, symbolic of the fact that they live in this community and they travel by a golf cart. And there's also like a it. golf cart chase in, in Early Bird Special. So, if, like, if you're into, like, high speed, it's kind of like Fast and the Furious but, like, geriatric. So... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Isn't that where they're headed anyways in the real Fast and the Furious? Those guys are Probably. old. Like Vin Diesel's like 60 years old. I can't with those movies. My husband watches those movies and I'm always just like, 
My favorite part about watching those movies is when we watch whatever the next one is. My wife goes, "Well, what happened in the previous one?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I, I forget these movies the second they're over." <laughs> they're also not plot driven. Yeah. They're... You just made a drive pun, and I don't think you realized it. <laughs> Golden. Plot driven. I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> what a stupid interview we're having. It's so ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> I love it. It's it's great. Um, okay, so I I I mentioned you this before. I want to have some fun. Not that we're not having fun. I'm gonna have. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this in a different direction. Um, okay. I was on Huffington Post yesterday because uh, I check out the parents thing. This is a parent ish podcast, and they got some jackass company to predict the next uh, the most popular baby names uh, of 2050. So 30 years from now. Now, I'm not going to, I'll spare you all the details, but apparently this company looks uh, at analyzing baby name trends and they try to identify names that aren't being used so much right now, but they think the next generation will pick up and run with. Okay. So that's the premise. They then divided the categories into girls' names and boys' names, which right off the bat, I think by 2050, we're going to be past that. I think so. I think we're just going to be at names. Mm -hmm. Um gender fluidity and and and, and the, the idea of gender well obviously there will still be penises and vaginas uh the idea of lumping your child into like boys wear blue and girls wear pink or i think it's going away yeah. um so they lumped them into two names uh categories girls and boys <laughs> and, and i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it out there and see what happens here so some of the girls names are Ellery? E-L-E-R-I? Well, that's kind of cute. Okay. But I, you're going to get people who don't know wh wh what it is. Is it Ellery? I'm guessing it's Ellery. Uh, under girls' names, Franklin? Is that... I guess because maybe a Frank Franklin's cute. But well, maybe that's a Frankie. the whole gender norm thing. You know? Exactly. Because yeah. I think I, I think Frankie uh, could be a... Yeah, very cute. All right. Uh, next one is Ione. I guess it's Ione. I-O... N E. Okay. Sounds like some sort of a mystical thing. I got the I own from the guy. Anyways, uh, Luna Rose. I like Luna Rose. Luna Rose is cute. It's a little Luna much Rose? for you, eh? Luna is Rose. Like a, is it like a two name hyphenate type situation? No, L U N A R O S E. Luna Rose. Okay. Uh, they think that the Pandora bracelet's going to make a big comeback because Pandora is one of them. Would you want to name your child? That's a lot of pressure. I also, I'm going to make a horribly sexist conversation here. But the idea of opening Pandora's box, uh, it's just, right? No, you did not. Right? <gasps> okay. I just, I just, I can't, I couldn't do that to a little girl. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, you're like, I'm not commenting. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pixie? That's uh, cute. It's cute, it's cute. Uh, Prairie. I like Prairie. Prairie's cute. Yeah. I think Prairie's cute. Although, again, when we're thinking about insults, uh, Prairie Dog is going to be good. very easy. Yeah. Vita? Like V-I-T-A? Like live? Yeah. Vita. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fine. Uh, this one, next one just makes me laugh. Willoughby. W-I-L-L-O-U-G-H-B-Y. That's, that's an old name. 
well, I think that's what their idea is like, because names that people are always looking for originality, right? So, yeah. And then I think this next one's supposed to be Zoe, but spelled with an X. X O E. Yeah, I think that's Zoe because I know there's a I know there's a Spanish name Ziamara that starts with an X. I have no idea what you just said, but sure. Okay, and under, under the boys' names, uh, Clement, very old sounding, Clement. Yeah. Old yeah. Uh, Florian. That's very old. Hale, H A L E. Oh, okay, okay. I was, no, I go for it. Like, you have I a thought. thought. You were like Hale, like. Oh, I could totally see a character from Oak Grove being called Hale. Yeah, I could. I could see that. Uh, Helix, which I'm not a big fan of. I like that. That's very. Very sci-fi. Sci-fi. Also, like I, I picture a rock star. Mm. My name's Helix. <laughs> uh, the next one is Isidore, which I thought would be more of a feminine name, at least in my. Boys versus girls names. Isadora feels more like a female name. The next one is just stupid. Jupiter. <laughs> this is my son, Jupiter. Yeah, and this is her sister, I... Uranus. Like I don't know that I love geographical. I mean, so well. I mean, I won't say that. Is that geographical? No, that's planetary. Um, I guess I shouldn't say that. Never mind. Cut that part out. No. Well, I don't you know, to, like, I just you know, I just post a, the interview. I don't want to like paint with a broad brush and be like, I hate all names of this kind, and then you know, because I don't, I just, I don't know that I like naming somebody after a planet. Okay, you're anti-planet. Cool. Uh, Kayona, K-A-N-O-A. These sounds like sound like names from like fantasy books. Or series. They do. Yeah. Uh, the, funny enough, and I did not do this on purpose. The next one is Oaks, O A K E S, like Oaks. it, like an Oak Grove story. Into it. Uh, the next one is also kind of stupid, and I will say Vision. I don't if, like that. If you've named your kid Jupiter or Vision, you're tr you're trying to make them a superhero, like <laughs> it's what you're trying to do. And finally, under uh, predictable popular names by 2050. According to some jackass company that Huffington Post signed out for, uh, Wilbur. Wilbur, oh, that's kind of cute. Do the people think they're going to forget about uh, Charlotte's Web? Is that so? What's going to happen? Probably by then. <laughs> It'll um, be a whole new set of classics. Yeah. Oh, uh, for sure. I think for sure. I think that we're already in that shift. Like, of what are the new classics? I think we're already getting there. What do you like to read? What do I like to read? I I like to read a, a lot of different things. I'm not big on um, YA, which I know is really a big thing right now. And no hate for YA. I'm what not is YA? What is YA? Young adult? Young adult. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Like, I don't hate, I'm not, like, hating on it. So, I, please don't everybody, like, attack me. It's just not my favorite. But I, that said, I do really like um, the Maggie Steepwater wrote um the raven boys and that's ya and that's really good and i like the lee bardugo books um six of crows and crooked kingdom um those are good but i read a lot of i read a lot of romance novels um yeah. uh, like cheap romance novels i mean I don't, 
when you say cheap, you mean inexpensive or do you mean like bodice rippers? Like, I don't know. I mean, like the ones with the hunky dude and the shirt showing and the hair blowing and the Fabio, like that one. I, That's what I picture of cheap again, romance. Again, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush because <sighs> I know. You're so non committal. Were your parents like, politicians? No. Okay. I'm just trying not to be like rude. You, you want to sell books. I get it. That's cool. That's cool. Well, that is, I know people write that, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I know mm -hmm. people read it, and there's nothing wrong with reading it. So I just don't want to be like. You're a nice person. That's your problem. Yeah. So I have read those, but typically I'm turned off by that. Like if I, if, if the cover is just like sex, then I'm probably not going to read it unless somebody that I know from the Twitter wor world wrote it. And then I'll, I'll read it like, cause I want to support that them. Mm -hmm. Right. But typically that turns me off. I don't love. That's ironic, but yep. It is. Yeah. You did it um, again. You're really just stepping into them. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I'm not into the, the like sex driven stories, which maybe you should know about my novel. It's not a sex driven. <laughs> it's not a geriatric sex capades. <laughs> no, maybe. Maybe next time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I read a lot of different 50 things. Fifty Shades I, of Oatmeal. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Thanks. That's good. But I, I right now I'm trying to work my way through um, books that I have purchased um, that were published, self-published from people in the Twitter community. I've got like a whole stack of those that I'm trying to get my way through. And they're all kinds of different genres. So I don't feel locked in on any any one genre specifically. I probably sound like I don't ever read. I probably sound like I'm making things up because I don't read. I do. No, I, what I'm getting from you is that you support um, the independent community. And that's, uh, you know, that's important. Um, yeah. You know, if it wasn't for the independent community, no one watches that nerd dad podcast. And I try to support independent podcasts as much as I can as well. Um, and it's, uh, I, I think when you are in a small time publisher or an independent publisher and in small time podcaster, you understand the hustle and grind and work that goes yeah. into it. So you try to show some love to people other than uh, Tom Clancy and Joe Rogan. Like you just well, try yeah. to. Yeah. And I think too, like there, there's been this for a long time with publishing, there's this thought process that if it's self-publishing, it, if it's self-published, it's not good. Yeah. And that's really not what it is. You can write an amazing story, but to get it traditionally published, a lot of things have to line up and I'm not taking anything away from people who are traditionally published. Like that's, I'm happy for them, but a lot of things had to go the right way for that to happen. Um, and so then you think about all the stories that, that just didn't happen for, they still exist and they're still out there and they're still good and there's still a quality product, but because it's self published, I think for a long time there was this like, Oh, it's just self published because it wasn't good. I'm sure there are people who type out a first draft, don't ever edit it and publish it to Amazon. I'm sure that happens. But the majority of people put a lot of time in it. They hire professional editors. They have beta readers. They go through the whole process and they, the feedback that they get from the traditional world is it's good, but I don't think I can make money off of it. 
I mean, that that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. So it doesn't mean that it's not a good story. It just means it wasn't going to make somebody rich. <laughs> um, so anyway. That's a, uh, no, that's a, that's a perfect place to end on. Um, I, I love it. Um, Priscilla, thank you so much for your time today. Her name is Priscilla Goins. Uh, here is the book again, Early Bird Special, an Oak Grove story available on Amazon, uh, digital and uh, paper back. You can find her on Twitter at uh, Priscilla1234. Very I'm creative. What? I'm not a bot. You're not a bot. I know. Uh, she's I'm not supposed to have numbers. She's clearly not a bot. Uh, thank you for your time today. Buy the book. And uh, we'll do this again soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. As promised, here's the blooper. Enjoy. Yes, absolutely is. Um, sweet, funny. I, I, I refer to it as uh, as sweet as a hug from your grandmother. It's that kind of a, a feel to it. Um, what? Somebody is trying to join this thing. Hang on. Oh, we might have to stop recording. Dean Blundell is trying to join us. Hang on. One second. Okay. I'm going to join. I'm going to bring him in. I'm going to stop recording for a second. We're going to have to do this again. <laughs> he just dropped out. This guy's killing me. Hang on. I booked it for a reason. <laughs> I'm going to message him. Sorry. You can. I don't know if you can tell. He changed the background on us, too. Fuck, I can do the whole thing again. I'm on a new show. This is my third podcast now. <laughs> That's it. That's the show. Uh, I had a really good chat with her. Um, Dean screwed it up. It was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, I hope you got to check me out on Mondays for the Just Joe show. That's new. Uh, it's just me riffing. Uh, having some fun with you. So we're going to do two shows a week. Mondays is Just Joe show. Midweek-ish. We'll do an interview show. Um, YouTube and uh, wherever you get your podcast. All that crap will be available. I want to thank DeanBlundell.com. DeanBlundell.com, Canada's number one podcast network. And then uh, the other spaces for rent. I'm going to keep it short tonight. Everyone be well. Be safe. Thanks for listening. Damn. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.